coming up. And I hope that you can see and even either maybe in your own experience or the experience of watching others is that when we come to the place where we, okay, yes, the devil is real and he's powerful. And when you can see the impact when the guards go down and how the devil gets is able to now enter in um, and begin to cause havoc and mix things up, cause confusion, all kinds of things that he does um, when we put our guards down. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the first message in the series, Know That He's Real, Part 2. And I hope that you can see and even either maybe in your own experience or the experience of watching others is that when we come to the place where we, okay, yes, the devil is real and he's powerful. And when you can see the impact when the guards go down and how the devil gets is able to now enter in um, and begin to cause havoc and mix things up, cause confusion, all kinds of things that he does um, when we put our guards down. And it starts with this whole idea that we, you know, we laissez-faire about his, right. his existence, about his power, and all of that. So, right. Sometimes we just think, oh, we, I got this. Yeah. I got this now. I don't have to be in, right. in in touch with God as much. But the devil, I'm sure you're going to talk about it. He's kind of <laughs> yeah. tricky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, amen. Yeah. So, not only is the devil, um, his existence real and his power real. Third thing, write this down. His mission is real. His mission is real. He wants to attack attack everything that has to do with the kingdom of God. And that includes you and I as followers of Christ. He, his mission is to attack everything that got to do with the kingdom. Yeah. It doesn't, no matter big or small, Mm -hmm. he wants to, he wants to attack it. Look what it says here in Matthew 16, 18. And this is, it says here, And this is Jesus speaking. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Yeah. So Jesus says, he declares right here. One is I'm going to build my church. And I, and the church has a, a, a enemy. And that's the gates of Hades or the gates of hell which is a part of the efforts and function of the devil. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, I, there, there, there's an issue here between me and the gates of hell or the devil, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to, they're not going to overcome it. Yeah. Um, So the, again, the devil's mission Mm -hmm. is to attack anything that has to do with the kingdom of God. Of course, Jesus Christ and the church is part of the kingdom of God. Amen. So he wants to, 
He wants to tear it down. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about something right now. When we realize that the church, that crisis building that you are part of as a believer is under attack by the devil, then it makes me wonder why are we looking for churches that don't have challenges or issues or struggles? Why do we want to go to church and it be like smooth Mm. without without Mm -hmm. trouble, without Mm -hmm. issues, Mm -hmm. without problems? Right, right. We want to sit and just relax and go to church and chill when it's under attack. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be issues at the church. Mm-hmm. There's going to be challenges at the church. There's going to be uh, conflicts with God's people. It's going to be yeah. part of it because we got an enemy who's attacking it. Right. But somehow in our mind, we get this idea, I want to find the right church. And in our mind, the right church is the problem-free church. It, mm-hmm. You know, that don't, does not it exist. Does, don't exist. <laughs> it don't exist. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get close to people because when I start to get close to people, I get offended and, and it gets, it gets crazy in relationships. Well, that's going to happen. Yeah. Because the church is on attack on under attack by a powerful used to be very high angel orchestrating an attack against the church. Right, right. So you know there's going to be issues, Mm -hmm. but somehow we're looking for that that church. And and the enemy, the devil has, the devil has sent someone to church today filled with his rage. Yeah. You know, so then there's imperfect people in the church. You know, yeah. so there's no way it's going to be without problems. Right. It's always going to be any any church you go to. Yeah, and let me let me give you some indication of this. So you know, you, I'm just not telling you. Look what it says here in, in Genesis three fifteen, and this was after um, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. And God had a conversation with them. It says, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman. The God is talking to the devil right now in the form of a serpent. He says, I'm going to cause hostility between you and the woman mm-hmm. and between your offspring and her offspring. Y'all see that? Yeah. Okay. So not only... <laughs> Is there going to be issues between the woman and the devil? It's going to be issues between the women, the woman's offspring and the devil's offspring. Y'all get this? The devil has offspring. Mm -hmm. Get that in your spirit. Yeah. The devil has offspring. And we're going to be talking about that in the series Mm -hmm. and some of the propositions that the devil made. Yeah. And he says, He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Mm -hmm. And God is telling the devil that the woman's offspring or the seed, it says King James, the seed. And this is a prophecy of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior, the king of of the kingdom that we are part of. Mm -hmm. He's going to strike the devil's head. And the devil's going to only strike his heel. God's going to deal a 
fatal blow to the devil, mm -hmm. to his head. Mm -hmm. Amen. But I want you to really catch this. Satan has offspring mm -hmm. or Satan has seed, depending on which translation you're reading. Mm -hmm. Satan has seed. <laughs> right, right. Think about that. Mm -hmm. And we get a picture of this in Matthew 13, 36 through 39. And here in Matthew 13, Jesus is telling some parables. So Jesus tells some parables about the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. which the devil is attacking, right? Okay. Look what it says here, Matthew 13, 36 to 39. Then Jesus sent the multitude away it's after he had told these four parables and went into the house. He sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Okay, let's pause for a moment. Jesus had given four parables to them. And Jesus sends everybody away. He goes into the house and the disciples was like, Lord, uh, we heard your parables, but I want to know more about that, that one about the tares of the field, though. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Y'all see that? <laughs> mm -hmm. He said, they said, explain that one to us. So there was four other, three other parables, but they, they called out this one yeah. for explanation. Mm -hmm. and, and partly because Jesus had given, given some explanation for the others, not all of them, but, you know, he had talked about the sowing, the par parable of the sower. He had given some explanation for that. But this one caused them pause. It made them think. They were trying to figure out what, what, what does this mean? Yeah. Then verse 37 says, he answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> the field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. All right, that's another name or title for the devil, the wicked one. Mm -hmm. And verse 39 says, the enemy who sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's, I, we didn't read it, but I'm going to tell you about the parable. You can see some of it now in that text. Yeah. So Jesus had told them a parable about how the uh, a, a sower went out and sowed uh, sow seed of wheat, right? And his enemy came and sowed seed of tares or weeds depends on which translation you read mm -hmm. he sowed the seed of the weed or the tares at the same time the the wheat was sowed yeah and they grew up together mm -hmm. and in the parable jesus said that they grew up and it was all intermingled and remember, Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Right, right. Tears and wheat together. Mm -hmm. So, and this is the work of the devil. So why are we looking for perfect churches? 
Why are we looking for problem-free churches mm -hmm. without issue and struggle? This parable tells us that there's some tares in, mixed in with the wheat in the church. Right, right, right. Amen. And so they had, in, in, the, in the parable, they had, when Jesus told this, they had asked, well, should we go pull up the tares? He said, no, don't do that, because you're going to potentially pull up some wheat at the same time. Right, right. He said, wait until the harvest. Mm -hmm. When the angels who are better at pulling mm -hmm. <laughs> than we are, yeah, yeah, can pull them up without damaging, pull up the tares without damaging the wheat. Mm -hmm. Said, so wait until the harvest, and we'll yeah. separate. We'll separate them then. That's a word right there. Somebody better catch that. <laughs> All right, mm -hmm. we'll 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 separate them then when the harvest comes. Yeah. And the harvest, and then, so I'm going to read again what Jesus says, so you can walk with this. He says, "Explain to us." the parable of the tares of the field, verse 37. He answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The son of man is one of Jesus's titles. So that's Jesus sowing the good seed. Yeah. There's verse 38, the field is the world. So Jesus sowed the good seed in the world. The good seed are the sons of the kingdom or the children of the kingdom. You and I, if you're saved, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are sons or children of the kingdom and you're the good seed. But the tares are the sons or the children of the wicked one. So as believers and children of the kingdom, we are intermingled with children of the wicked one. Right, right. And it's not for us to determine Who's who? Because we we we're not that good of determining that. We can do some fruit inspection, but we we know we don't read minds and hearts. Only God can do that, right? Right, right. So there's gonna be some problems, y'all. It's gonna be some issues. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be. And then the text goes on and says, the enemy, the devil, sold the wheat. Yeah. So now we have an enemy who's real you know, who ex whose existence is real, whose power is real, and whose mission is real, and he's infiltrated the church. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> he's infiltrated the kingdom. Mm -hmm. He He's put his children in the kingdom. Yeah. Yes. In the functioning kingdom, not the real kingdom, because we're going to see that that's not going to happen, right? right. But right. he's interacted in our daily lives with some of the mm -hmm. enemy's children. Just dealing the, with some little devils right? on a daily basis. <laughs> and God says, don't pluck them out. Yeah. Wait until the harvest. Amen. And the harvest is the end of the age. When, 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 when Christ returns and the age comes to an end, then the angels will reap and separate the wheat from the tares. Yeah. Angels are going to do that. And this, I, I tell you this, this way so that we can see how important it is. If there's tares intermingled with the wheat in the kingdom, mm -hmm. the functioning kingdom, it makes it more important. Well, it, it accents why it's so important for us to do what Matthew 6, 33 says. 
This is so. This 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 this, this highlights why uh, another perspective on why it's important. And Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek the kingdom of God above all else." Yes. <laughs> because you are intermingled with tares. Yes. So if you're not seeking the kingdom of God above all else, that means you're seeking something else. And if you're seeking something else, you more are susceptible to the attack of the enemy. Yeah. You've gone outside the house yeah. where the enemy can blind you, could trick you, could get you. That's right. Because you have come from out of the ark of protection of the kingdom. Because you're you are you you put something above you put something above the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Whether it was your job, your car, your feelings, your, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> your whatever. Yeah. You put something above the kingdom mm -hmm. and you are out there if you're not putting the kingdom first to be fall to the power of the of the devil yeah so among those tears and weeds and yes and if you don't if you're not prepared yes and then the the fourth way that the devil is real his activity is real his activity is real. Look what it says in Job 1, 6 and 7. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord. And, and this is the angels, body of angels. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Y'all see that? There's another name. The devil is an accuser. That's, that's what he does. Yeah. That was an accuser. Verse seven, where have you come from? The Lord said, Lord asked Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth and watching everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Oh, so his activities are real, y'all. Yeah. So the Satan told God, mm -hmm. I've been patrolling the earth and I've been watching everything. Yeah. Okay. Satan's been scouting. <laughs> he's scouting. He's scouting. He's, he's been scouting everybody. He's scouting. He's scouting. He's scouting. He's watching everything. Yeah. And he's an accuser. He's an accuser. So Satan is waiting. He's waiting to accuse. Mm -hmm. He's planning to accuse. He's strategizing to accuse you and I. He's he wants to accuse us. Yeah. He he wants to serve us. Uh, uh, a a a court a, a, a court order. Mm -hmm. He wants to uh, uh, take us to court. <laughs> yeah, and anybody that's you know been served and you know been a judgment against you or or somebody charging you with something, you know how that feels, and it's you know that's not a pleasant feeling. It's like okay, I got to go defend myself. Satan wants to charge. He wants to take you to court. Look what it says in Revelations 12, 10. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last. Salvation and power and the kingdom of God, kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses 
them before our God day and night. Mm -hmm. So here, the accuser is accusing us before God day and night. Yeah. And Satan is, or he's orchestrating it. He's trying to strategize. He's setting traps. You know, just give you that. Say, Satan is, if, if, if your life was a, was a car and, and you were driving down the road, Satan just cut in front of you and hit the brakes, trying to make you hit them. Yeah. Trying to trying to make trying right. to make you run into the back of him so he can accuse you and take you to court because mm -hmm. you ran into the back of me. Mm -hmm. Satan is trying to he's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. He 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 he's out there because he wants to accuse us of wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. And there's another reason why we need to be really putting first the kingdom of God so we won't give him space. Right, right. Because I look look look. I know you ain't saved. Look at you. Look what you're doing. Yeah. And he comes by and accusing, he's accusing us to God day and night. Mm -hmm. Comes and talks to us and tells us, you, you ain't nothing. Bring his accusations to us. Yeah. And he's doing it continually. He's trying to trip us up so that he has something to accuse us of. Amen. He's real, y'all. He's real. We have to stay on our toes. We have to keep our knees bent. Mm -hmm. We have to keep our hands raised in praise and our heads bowed in reverence and humility so that we can stay ready and not have to get ready. Keep God's word in our heart. And keep God's word in our heart. Amen. And then the, the, the fifth way that he's real, he tr his traps are real. His traps are real. Look what it says here in 2 Timothy 2, 25 and 26. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Mm. So it's telling us here that the devil has gotten some people trapped. We talked about how he has blinded unbelievers. Now it's saying he's trapped them and he's, he's holding them captive mm. so that they wouldn't get the truth that will free them mm -hmm. from his captivity that he has them in. And his traps are real. They're real. And while the while people are trapped by the devil, they're doing whatever he wants them to do. Right. His traps are real. And he sets traps all the time, even for you and I. And then look what Ephesians 6, 11 says. Put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks. Mm -hmm. So we have to put on the armor of God to fight against all of his tricks. Mm -hmm. The full armor of God. Breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and so forth. Amen. So that we can fight against it. So he's real. And the last thing I want to say about how real the devil is, 
Number six, his future is real too, though. Yeah, the devil's existence is real. His power is real. His mission is real. His activity is real. His traps are real. But his future is real too, though. Yeah. He and everybody on his team will be held accountable. And look what it says in John 12, 31. Now is the time for judgment of this world. Now the prince of this world, that's the devil, will be driven out. Okay. It's going to be driven out. Mm -hmm. His future is real. Matthew 25, 41 says, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, in, in, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. Mm -hmm. Here, Jesus was telling the parable about the sheep and the goats. And the goats was on the left. And the king is going to turn to them and send them and the devil and his demons to eternal fire. Mm -hmm. And the sheep on the right will be saved. Amen. And then Revelation 20.10 says, then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So we know how the story ends. So we know how the story ends. Yeah. He has a real future that doesn't end well. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to live through his attacks and all these other things about him mm -hmm. so that we can hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. Man. And so the devil is real. He's not a figure of our imagination. He's not a fable. He's real. He's a real person. And we need to live like he's real. And he's on attack to attack us as members of the kingdom of God. So we have to be ready and we enter into the, we, as we live in this world and know these things. And so we're going to be talking about his propositions throughout this series, but know that he's real. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, 
I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Oftentimes, the folks we love and who should be loving us hurt us. And if that hurt happens enough, we'll begin to close off ourselves to loving and to loving and to being loved because we do it under the auspices of not wanting to get hurt. Thank you for listening.